Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I am Anthony James and that's Conrad. Hello. And that's Emmett. Hi, I'm back for the finale. He's back for the finale. So last week, of course, you remember we just did up to episode seven of season three and we made Emmett wait to watch the finale. Uh, Okay, so let's just jump into it. Emmett, what did you think? Heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking, but heartbreaking in that good way where like the story all comes together, you know, sacrifices have to be made, but at the same time, you know, it's a very satisfying resolution, though my heart is still broken, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, very heartbreaking ending. Every, but it fits. This is what I said to you just before we started recording. Yeah. Actually, before uh, Connor, before you were in the call, I said, I said, I said to Emmett, um, isn't it mental that they somehow landed this plane? Very, like, actually, we were recording mm. Sisyphus at the time when I said that, mm. so it's it's very analogous to Sisyphus. Actually, isn't it crazy <laughs> how they somehow landed the plane uh, in this show? I mean, even up, yeah. I think even up to like at the end of episode seven, you're still thinking, how are they actually going to end this? Because yeah, I, I I love um I love the bait and switch at the beginning of this episode as well, where it starts exactly the same way as the first episode, and it and oh, it's yeah. like, oh shit, are they going to do this? And then it's like, no, 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 we're actually going to do something incredibly complicated. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, they absolutely nail it. It's um. It, it's I, I to be honest, I think like narratively, the uh, episode seven is more complicated because they mm. they've they've they're jumping around so much in that one that they've kind of like and they wouldn't be able to do that had they not done all the work to to prime the audience for that in the pre- preceding two seasons or the three seasons but this one to to wrap this entire thing up in something that feels like narratively satisfying is astounding i think and 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 way harder than it might appear at, at first yeah. glance and they do such a great job of it yeah. yeah, it would have been e- easy for them just to have it be like, oh, the-, the cycle cannot be broken and had like a real tragic ending. But they managed to like somehow like take like the pathos of everything that had come before it and then also still like give a resolution that felt worthwhile, you know, and mm. still tragic in its own way. Ex- exactly. Like I-, I love the melding of the cycle completing in episode seven. Like they, like they sort of gave us that ending, you know, and then they, yeah. and then they also showed us that in this episode, although those worlds don't exist anymore, they needed to exist to get to the point we're at, you know, they, like they, yeah. they, they had meaning, even though they don't technically didn't exist, and the people in the origin world might never know that they existed. They, they needed to exist to get to that point, you know. Yeah. yeah, and 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 Emmett, you call this a tragedy, but I mean, we still got like we're, it's implied that we still get Bartos by the end of this. So oh, and, and very important. You know, it's implied. They salvaged the yeah. most crucial elements out of this. Well, <laughs> Alexander is definitely not uh, is is not disappeared. So therefore, yeah. there is a chance. There is a chance for Bartos to <laughs> Bartos be Roman is, the Earth. Bartos is about <laughs> Bartos. <laughs> so, Bartos yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the that's the old saying. You know. Bartos finds a way. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, and it's also probably you know ultimately kind of better for him. Like it's it's one of those weird uh, situations of like we lose so many people, but like a lot of other people's lives end up ultimately better yeah. for it and it's that's a very complicated feeling to have yeah it's, it's, it's like like, um, uh, like when a wrestling company loses a big star and they have to elevate yeah. stars from the roster into the into the main event spot so we we lose you know we lose Jonas and Marta but we end up with Benny and uh and Torben uh stepping up <laughs> stepping up to the main event scene yeah um, and we get we also get one final moment of Torben trying to explain how he nearly lost his eye yeah. and just being <laughs> I love that recurring joke. Yeah. Too far. Well, at least Sorry, he had that. his eye in the origin world. I, I, I'll ask you a question, right? If somehow Alexander actually does, because my opinion is that Bartos doesn't exist in the origin world, because why would Alexander why... still into robbing banks? <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, but but uh, but Ulrich doesn't exist, so therefore Katarina and Ulrich wouldn't have been out in the forest whenever they stopped Regina, That's true, yeah. and then Alexander yeah. wouldn't have come out to stop them with a gun. So. Probably not. Probably doesn't exist. Maybe he does. My question is, if he does exist, what's his hair looking like? That's the um, question. He, that is the question. Yeah, that is the most important question of the show. And you know, that's that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Yeah. But if I 
if I was to give my very controversial uh, answer right now, I think he's dyed it completely blonde. and <laughs> To be like Jonas? To be like Jonas. And uh, he's wearing a yellow coat and he's wandering around the caves. <laughs> He, 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 no one had, he's, you know how like in, in some towns you always have that one sort of weird fellow who's, you know, everyone knows, but no one quite knows where they're from. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's that wandering around the town looking for love. Oh he yeah. He just hasn't found it yet. You know? the, the town that Emmett and I are from, it definitely has that man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I, th- every, I think every town has that man. True, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a, there's a, that maybe it's all the same man to be fair. We, <laughs> yeah. can't, we can't confirm or deny, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So let's go through then the, the sort of parts of the episode. So overall, you think it was a good enough ending? Uh, I, good enough is obviously downplaying it, but you know what I mean? Um, it's sort of all tied together. Oh, but- so- it was all right, you know, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was good enough. Good yeah, it, was, enough. it was good enough, yeah, yeah. I might watch it again. Uh, so, yeah. basically, starts off, as, as well, Conrad says, it starts off as sort of the Michael scene again, but then it goes mm. into um, Claudia and Adam. Um, Claudia and Adam having sort of, like, Conrad and I have talked about it before, it's sort of like the ending of, like, a Cluedo game or the yeah. ending of, like, mm-hmm. a, uh, of, like, ending of Knives Out when Benoit Blanc uh, lays, lays out the whole thing, like, who done it? Yeah. So, yeah. did you take it like that? Or how did, what did you think about the scene? It, it was very interesting because, like, Adam seems, like, incredibly confused the entire time. So, yeah, it does have that kind of, like, Cluedo vibe of, like, the killer being, like, caught out and not understanding how you know it is and then she goes back and shows her work being like this is how i came to my conclusion it was very satisfying to like see that like you know claudia was not a pawn if you read like she was ultimately like more in control than anyone because like she had spent so much time trying to find a way to cut the cut the knot or cut the you know the the sort of timeline so that they could see if mm-hmm. well in her in her case her daughter um but you yeah, know it was definitely like she I feel like she had spent her whole life leading up to that moment of getting to call Adam out and she was enjoying it, even if she wasn't, like, actively showing it. Like, she was like, yeah, I've got you this time. Yeah, like, yeah. All, all these shadow games that we've all been playing with each other, this time I've got you dead to rights. I know stuff that you do not know, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. And it also puts into, or oh, to use Conrad, so recontextualizes uh, the mm. past... Uh, episodes like the episode where she uh, gets killed by Noah in season two, mm-hmm. um, and she says like you know you you still have no idea how this game is played. It puts that in so much more context now because she this is after she's already had the chat with Adam, yeah, and she knows that she's already solved the whole thing, and therefore yeah. she's going and she gets shot. Yeah, uh, she's just like she's just like moonwalking through time, yeah. just like <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it, guy. You can shoot me all you want. I fixed this shit. Although yeah. I, I find it interesting that you think that that Claudia takes joy from anything, Emmett. To be honest, because she seems oh, yeah. she seems like a thoroughly and understandably so, because she's got <laughs> she's got a lot on her plate. But like, yeah. uh, but she seems like a thoroughly joyless character to, <laughs> to me. Like, I feel like even with this, like when she's explaining to Adam why he's a he's a, an idiot who's got everything yes. wrong there's still like it's still tinged with an element of sadness of like you're gonna have yeah. to just not exist sorry uh, yeah. um and i think that's one of the things that i love so much about claudia is that um she she's like the only character who gets really like into the weeds of the time travel and time control stuff who never loses her sense of empathy um yeah. whereas like adam and eva uh, categorically do i think yeah, they they get too lost in like trying to like their, to make their agenda work. Whereas like Claudia, like her journey, like it's interesting because everyone's journey starts with the idea of not being able to let go of like someone and like that causing a lot of tragedy. Yeah, but like ultimately Claudia wanting to save her daughter is yeah. the thing that still saves the day, which adds a, an interesting element to it. That might have been me projecting onto Claudia, where uh, <laughs> I was saying that she was enjoying it. That might have been just me projecting, being like, because I was enjoying watching Adam get called out <laughs> properly. You know? Like, yes. Watch it, watching him crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Well, yes. Oh, look at all the pain you've caused, and you realise that it was all for naught. You know? Uh, you know. I'm impressed well, his tear ducts still work, to be honest. Uh, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, you know. Well, they... they... Well, he, he who Adam? Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Well, he does have like very uh, sort of weepy well, eyes. Yeah, he does have quite watery I think, eyes. That's true. I think I think yeah. that's that's a that's a symptom of of, of being uh, having that much burns around the eyes. Mm. But um, Oof. but actually, uh, I would say like you talk about Claudia fix saving like fixing everything to save her daughter and stuff. It's interesting because 
it's really it, it's really in line with uh, um, say Marta, but Eva's uh, her her sort of drive as well is to save her son. I don't know why you'd want to save him, but you know that's, that's yeah. She wants to save Gary. Um, well, you, you you could say that's a big theme of the show, where it's like um, like a lot of the tragedy comes from people not being able to let go mm-hmm. and like accept that someone is lost mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Like you know everyone. Like, everyone's motivating factor to varying degrees, except, you know, one or two characters, is saving or rescuing someone that they care about. Yeah. And because they're not able to, like, let go and accept that that person is lost, it always causes the domino chain that causes, like, all the, you know, all the the suffering and hardship that everyone experiences. Like, Jonas, on his, like, journey to becoming Adam, it, like, begins with trying to, like, save his father, trying to save Marta... Neither of those work. Marta wants to save her family, mm-hmm. wants to save the unknown, and like because they're playing against each other, you know, trying to save one over the other, you know, like they're constantly causing all this pain, yeah, you know, to each other. But even like Ulrich, like Ulrich ends up always nearly killing Hay, like trying to save his son or and his brother. It's like all these people not being able to, like, you know, let go causes all this pain and suffering, you know, and it's like if one person had just been like, had stopped at some stage and been like, okay, I have to accept that they're gone and I can't do anything about it. I have to just accept and let go. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe things would have gone different. It's a, it's a very interesting sort of, like, discussion that you can have about, like, the nature of loss. Well, I mean, and Claudia kind of, in some ways, it almost doubles down on it because, like, she, yeah. she doesn't... She, she doesn't come at it from the kind of... Um, micro... I guess you call it a micro perspective of being like, how do I fix Regina's death in this... It, this continuity of time it's how do i fix the entire continuity of like or the, this entire split in the continuity of time in, in a, so that i can sort out regina's life like it's still her goal yeah. she just has a more holistic view of it i guess um yeah. but it but it's yeah, still she, it is still the motivation yeah. for you're absolutely right it's the motivation for pretty much every character with the exception of like i guess gary i think he's the yeah. only one who <laughs> seems to just enjoy oh. hurting people yeah, and, well, that's and, true. But Gary, and, but Gary is also a father. Yeah, I mean, he is perpetuate. Like he's he's operating on instructions that will allow him yeah. to perpetuate the loop. But I think yeah. he enjoys it a, lo- <laughs> a little bit as uh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You he, don't he get a theme it. song like that unless you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it, he he does it all three times without complaint, which yeah. is very interesting. And like, oh, it's just oh, Gary's such a creepy guy at times. It's 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 mental. yeah. Well, I don't want to jump ahead. Uh, so so stop me if you wanna if you wanna come to this later, uh, Anthony. But but the Gary hug moment in this episode that's yeah. that's some good clean family fun, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think there's any good clean family fun in this family. Yeah. Everyone's either like banging their aunt or like married to their third cousin or like you know it's there's a lot of incest in this family isn't isn't, gonna... isn't it technically uh abuse like you know it's uh it's a like coercion or manipulation isn't like i mean i think you've told me the the, the term before but isn't like having what just happened to that old martyr like having to go and kill Jonas, and then talking to eva and then having her children come in and giving her a hug isn't that technically like joy bombing is that what you called it uh, love bombing. Love bombing. Where, yeah, yeah. It, it's a thing that they do in like cults, where it's like they break you down and then they build you back up, but only in the context of the cult. Yeah, where okay. it's like you know they they like wreck your self esteem and then build you back up with love. Um, but like love within the context of the cult, so you feel dependent upon them. So the context and, like, of this cult is the, the the three of her own son in the room. Yeah, exactly. So like they they force her into the situation of like. And it's also like adding in like the sunk cost fallacy, which I think is a big thing with both <laughs> yeah. Adam and Eve. In for a penny, like, in they, for a pound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they've like I feel like we, we see it a lot in their final moments together. Yeah, where like they both realize that everything that they have done, all the suffering that they have caused, it's like they were on the wrong path, but because they had already invested so much time and thought that they were correct, and were like unshaking in their belief, like. They all thought it was like you know all the suffering that they caused. They thought was like justified, but it's like mm. that sort of gets torn away from them. Yeah, where it's like I was not as smart as I thought I was. I was not as in control as I thought I was. And you know, Claudia, who seemingly didn't cause as much suffering as either of us or any of us, you know, um, 
was able to solve it while I was looking in the wrong direction, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I, I think that's brilliant. that's brilliant, like the idea of the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's um it's very interesting that like in this episode in particular, you see the kind of defining um to to like kind of trusting to a fl- uh, to a fault um nature of both Jonas and Marta when like Adam is even after all that Adam has been through he is still prepared to cr- trust Claudia at face value when she turns up and is like this is you've, you've been completely wrong this is how to fix this and it's like a little kind of like glimmer of Jonas in there where it's like mm. oh yeah you know the Jonas who has literally just been led by the nose often misled by characters throughout this entire series is still in there and and the same goes for Eva as well you know like when when Adam turns up and kind of and doesn't doesn't shoot her it's like, oh yeah, the, these the and, and it's such an important moment for those characters to to really ground the um uh the the, the sadness of uh of of their like kind of disappearance towards the end of the episode for them to show that despite everything they've been through and the scars they bear, like uh, Jonas and and Marta are still in there. What's yeah, really I'm... sad? What's really sad for me about that part with the with Adam and Eva when they finally sort of embrace and they sort of throw their differences aside. Is that in that moment? It's it's not that they're they're finally together. To be honest with you, it's in that moment that they can finally grieve together. Yeah. Because mm. Adam is with 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 Eva there is grieving his martyr from his world, uh, because he never he never met this old martyr when he was young. No. And and the and old martyr is grieving the Jonas that she saved, which is not Adam. You yeah, know, yeah. So it's really interesting the dynamic of that ending scene with Adam and Eva for me. Uh, it's like they're grieving in each other's arms. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also like I do think there's an element to it as well where they kind of realize that this person that I've been fighting all this time is just sort of me, and I could have like in a different world if things had been fairer, like they could have been happy together. But um, you know, things just didn't work out. You know, they were enemies, and it was all for naught. And yeah. like they, you know, they are grieving someone who has the same face, so to speak. Less so in Adam's case, um, but like, <laughs> it's the same they, eyes. You same eyes. Those beautiful, Adam, beautiful Adam eyes. is grieving someone with a different fringe. That's what we'll say. Yes, you know the the true change of a person, yeah. <laughs> whether they have a fringe or not, in in any scene. I mean, I mean, we like talk about. Um kind of uh, recontextualizing uh, what has gone before this in terms of character arcs like Marta's like, the, the, this episode does so much for the various different Marta's lives so I mean like mm. the Marta who who goes with Jonas um, to to the, the third world not to get ahead of ourselves again but she must yeah. be like so confused in this episode because yeah. it's like she's saved by Bartos then confronted by Magnus <laughs> and Francisca, then tackled by a boy who she loves but thought was dead, but has never actually met her, <laughs> and then told she needs to die to save the world. <laughs> just, and, then, oh. and, and Jonas as well. It's like, and it, and it's just really the, the way. I uh, will probably get to it a bit later, I think, because there's stuff to say about it. But I think the way yeah. that this episode goes and it reveals so much about Prime Martyr. And the tragedy of her existence, in that she wasn't even the martyr that like yeah. that Jonas actually loved. Like, yeah, like uh, in the light tunnel, Emmett. Yeah, well, it, it reveals yeah. that actually these two, Alt Marta and Jonas, were inextricably linked from the beginning. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. original Marta, like Prime Marta, which we were with in season one and two, was actually just a, an echo of who Jonas had seen in the cupboard whenever yeah. he was yeah. young. So it was it, he. He actually was never meant to be with that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things of like the added tragedy because they spend so much time talking about how they're perfect for each other. Um, but also, they but... talk they talk about deja vu a lot, and that mm, yeah. that, that Marta was a deja vu of the uh, he, of the one that he saw when he was a child. I, I love yeah. I love how they communicate that by having the the Marta he sees in the tunnel have a fringe as well, because uh, the incontrovertible truth of TV shows and movies is that characters never change their hairstyles unless we see a dramatic haircut sequence, uh, <laughs> which I, it or always, we it, have a time skip. Yeah, it always annoyed me why the Simpsons always wore the same clothes. Like that always annoyed me growing up. <laughs> yeah. It's like change of clothes; they must stink by now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're yeah. like Albert Einstein uh, apocryphally had like you know eight mm. eight pairs of the same the same outfit, so that he never had to worry about uh, worry about what he was wearing. That's, yeah, that's great. That's great. Smart thinking, to be fair. Yeah, it is very smart. Okay, so 
Adam then goes and gets Jonas. Uh, yeah. I always love. I love thinking about this scene because, like, you think about it, right? Great. So the split <laughs> happens three times, right? So mm. obviously, one time Alt Marta comes to save Jonas. Another time he gets to the basement. The third time, Adam shoots Marta. And then goes, up. He shoots Marta. <laughs> walks out the door. Says, "You'll know what to do." Walks out the door. <laughs> Turned round, comes back in. Actually, <laughs> from the perspective of Jonas, yeah, yeah, comes yeah. back in and he's like, "Listen, I've done a lot of thinking. Just trust me." <laughs> yeah, made a bit of a made a bit of a boo boo. Yeah. Probably, sh- yeah. probably shouldn't have shot her. I'd love to walk it My back. Bad. I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, talk about life ironically. Bombing. Yeah, iron- I- I- ironically for people who do a lot of time travel, I can't take back that mistake. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna try and do something different. Yeah, we're think could you not have split it, Adam? 10 seconds before. Like, could you not split this one? The Jonas would have been much more likely to be on your side if you just didn't kill her this time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, doing things in the nick of time with barely any time to explain what's going on in this episode. So that, like, him rolling up being like, listen, I know I've just shot your girlfriend, you're just going to have to trust me, (laughs) right? And then then Jonas, like, doing the fucking running tackle on Marta, like, a couple of scenes later. It's like, could you not have, like, maybe, it's a little bit risky to, like, the fate of the universe is at stake here, and you're just like, listen, I tell you what's going to be fucking cool here if I set the timer and then and then set off at a run and grab her as we're teleporting. What I, what I well, lo- what sorry sorry Emma, what I was going to say about that. Someone in the comments has said before, isn't it unrealistic that Jonas knows how to use the ball that quickly? And yeah, I said to yeah. myself, we're literally talking about time travel here. Like they could have traveled and spent ten years teaching him how to yeah. do the ball. Yeah, there was, like, a, there was like, a, like, a training oh, sequence. Yeah, three months or whatever, and yeah. then travelled forward to the point where Ulrich was going into the cave. They yeah. I know it implies they went straight there. Obviously, it does. But yeah. they didn't have to. Well, yeah, I mean, what you've identified there uh, is is a little thing called pacing in a television show. Yes. Because, yeah. if, because if they'd have put in a fucking five-minute training montage where it's like, let's get down to business, and he's just like playing with his egg timer golden snitch thing, it would have ruined the pacing of the episode. So they trusted us not to have to see that. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> Uh, or you know, like, we just assume that it's like that's not a super important detail. We've got a lot of other stuff that needs to be unraveled yeah. at that moment. Yeah, we're we're going in this episode, like, and that, I think that's that's like one of the things about this episode and, and episode seven that I think is it really stands out to me is just the pacing is phenomenal. Like, what once mm. we get like. Mikkel kills himself again. We get the Claudia explaining things to Adam scene, which is really like an exposition dump to kind of prime you for the rest of the episode. And then really, with the exception of some of the Adam and Eva stuff, it's you're just going for the rest of this yeah, episode. Yeah. You are just off to the races for like a full hour of television. I, 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 I think see- it's so. I think it's so cool because like, the show has not really been. It's jumping between different times. It's all a big mess, and even though. There's so much time fuckery going on in this last episode. It is just like a straight shot to the end. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. You're just in a sprint, in a straight line, and you're you're following Jonas and Marta. And it's really the only, I guess you could say endless cycle in episode two mm. to a certain mm. extent is like following one, but that's that's much less dynamic because you know they're all in one place and there's a lot less narrative going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is this is almost like a fucking. Not even like a CSI episode, like an action movie or something. It's just like, here you go. Here's your main characters. We're following them to the end of the it episode. Reminded, it actually reminded me the other day, because um, we're coming to the end of the school year. So um, as, a, as a reward, I gave some boys uh, the chance to watch the end, end, Avengers Endgame in class rather, okay. than do, rather than do maths on the Friday afternoon, last Friday of the week. Of I the mean, year. Doctor Strange does do maths in that. so like <laughs> He does, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's, uh, that's, that's an Infinity War. Oh, that's but, Infinity uh, War, sorry. Infinity, maths. Uh, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Endgame, right? We're watching that. And I thought, I actually was watching thinking, I know it's about time travel as well. So it's sort of, it's maybe that's why it was in my mind. But the way that they bring it all together in Endgame, and then like, it is very much just like, right, this is what we're going to do. Bang, 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 bang. Like, Endgame, Endgame has the same pacing feel yeah. as this last episode mm, yeah. of Dark, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I- they, they both have like a, a very clear end goal and you know where they're, they're going to get. But it's also like, they have to do it really quite fast. But they still somehow find like a lot of time to have these nice, sort of, like, character bits. Yeah. Like, I love the the moment, like, when uh, Jonas uh, rescues Alt-Alt-Marta, um, <laughs> and, like, sh- she recognises, she realises that he doesn't know who she is, and that's not, not the same person. And, like, the, the him cry, the both having, like, you know, breaking down to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, that's such a lovely, like, moment between the two of them, and it's, it's again, another element of the tragicness. <clears throat> Where it's like you know they're just not quite the right people to be meeting, you know. Not a, oh, not a perfect like, match. You might yeah, you might not have realized this, Emmett, 
But when they were in that origin world, did you notice that uh, there was no uh, nuclear power plant? Oh, I didn't notice that. I yeah. was too focused on all the emotional shit. That so, was going so on. it was it wasn't it wasn't that um, they needed to stop the power plant being built to fix everything. But in the world where everything's fixed, uh, there is no power there, plant because it, never, it was never it was never Gary never put yeah, the gun Gary, to the Gary can't, can't yeah. coerce the politician into letting it be built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder Which, what I wonder so, what um what uh, old Burnt did. Whether he just like kind of went well, off. Burnt, and... Actually, actually, that's a good point. So Burnt's because Burnt was he in before was, Burnt was he, was he in the coal industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, he just trans- <laughs> he was actually a turncoat. Here, yeah. um, but yeah. Emmett, question: Did you pick up on like the subtle, subtle? I wouldn't say it was quite subtle, but based on audience reaction, I think it was quite subtle. I didn't um, get it. Yeah, like the 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 reason why like no one picked up on anything except for Claudia was because everyone assumed that Tronta was Regina's father. Um, you know, Ulrich's dad, Tronta. Um, everyone assumed he was Regina's father, but actually it turns out that it was old burnt the whole time. Uh, the, the the leader of the power plant was actually hip, uh, Regina's father. And at the end... Oh! It, hence the yeah, photo in, of them. In, in the uh, end scene, yeah. the photo with Burnt and and uh, Claudia and Regina. So the reason why Claudia was able to figure, uh, like, you know, realize that there's something was going on was because Regina wasn't involved in this big fucking incestuous time loop. But the yeah. thing was, we, none of us could have ever thought that because we thought... It was kind of a ba- it was kind of a bait and switch, it, yeah. but the, but it was a big bait and switch. Having said that, there are some elements in the past we could look back and say, "Oh, that was built a little yeah. bit," but but it was still a huge it's, bait and switch. It's, it's not like the Peter Doppler stuff where it's just like, yeah. "Ah, fuck you!" <laughs> like where they they definitely like the the Peter Doppler stuff. I'm watching this back for for a second time, or I guess a third time, including the fact that I was watching this episode twice when I when I when I watched it. It's very much like. They they left. I feel like they left that that in there with like the picture of Peter Doppler just to give themselves an out if they wanted to do something with his character. Oh yeah, yeah. Emmett, then, actually, yeah. on Adam's board, Emmett on his big fat pictures board in his little lair, Peter Doppler is on the board as like a young man, but it's a black and white photo. <laughs> yeah, it's from like the twenty. Oh. It's from like maybe the turn of the twentieth century, if not before. It's like a really old photograph, and um, and it was one of those things where like w- when I found out about that, I was like, and also like Peter Doppler has been talking about how he came to Wyndon in like yeah. nineteen eighty six yeah. or whatever, which is which is code in dark for like I time traveled, and then he, and then <laughs> he just rocks up with a fucking backpack on a bus. It's like you son of a yeah. bitch, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you were from the past. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's that's, oh. that's 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 great though. I, I love. That. Oh yeah, no, they, it's they have they have to have a couple of them in to be honest with you. Yeah. Because the thing yeah. is, the way I view it is right. It's such a puzzle. You don't know what's going on, right? Mm. There has to be so much shit thrown at the wall um, for us to feel that we have to feel to, to, for us to have the feeling that the show is confusing and to have the feeling that there's a lot going on. There has to be stuff hinted at that isn't going to come true for us to get that feeling if if the only the stuff that was going to come true was hinted at and and uh and like planned for then it would feel a little bit more empty it's yeah. almost like it's almost like world building um which then becomes even more so world building when you look back at back at it retrospectively you know yeah maybe it's also because we we don't spend a whole lot of time with alt peter but maybe the boy that we see in the photo is actually like Alt Peter. Maybe Alt Peter was like in the past briefly. You know, again, there is some like possibility of like. Uh, ah, you can explain it away. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe Peter went to like one of those old folk parks where like you know you <laughs> yeah. you get a photo. Like I've got a photo. Emer and I got a photo. It looks like we're in the Wild West. We never lived in the Wild West, but yeah. we yeah. do have it. Maybe just that's the only one. Yeah, no, we didn't. No, no. Uh, but oh. we that's the only one that uh, Adam could find. It was like this. Like he yeah. went to like a theme park when he was like in nineteen. <laughs> you know. But, I like that. I like that idea because it implies that like Adam at some point was in a situation where he had two photos of Peter, one from like the this old timey like theme park thing, and then like one on like Splash Mountain, where like Peter's like, yeah. he, like he's like, which of these photos I am I gonna? Yeah. Neither of these are good. The, like the you know. rare rabbit ride. Then and yeah, yeah, yep, exactly right. Uh, Emmett, uh, what about tell us about the light tunnel then? What did you think of it? Oh, it was very like a like a very trippy to begin with, and like I I liked the fact that like you know the we seen this little like because it connects in the same way that we see the Kiev connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When like Jonas and Marta like bump into each other and they see a new path that they can go down. Yeah. But like 
like it's yeah it's very like sad because like you see them like realizing that they had seen each other and like that they were like their imaginary friend in the basement or in the in the cupboard and that they this was the moment that sort of sealed this circle that they're in right now and it's very like sort of tragic i I wonder what would happen if you just kept on going down the opposite way would you end up somewhere else like in the in the timeline well i think you know, I, th- I think they both came from their own worlds yeah you know I, mean? so, I think yeah. they pulled towards the convergence of worlds so there's mm. i don't interpret it as being like a kind of multiverse situation where there's like other places they could traverse to yeah um, i think i think i think it's just that there was the origin world and then when then it, it was destroyed and these two other worlds alton prime world were created and then, and then eventually they were destroyed and the new version of the prime world was created you know oh the, the origin yeah. yeah i like that it looks yeah, like the matrix were... that's my big takeaway yes. from that <laughs> yes i i i made that joke when me and Antoinette were watching it where it's like he's a, it's you know it's the matrix like he's like yeah. it's the scene where like the gun racks come in yeah you know like you know it like it's shot like that yeah. and it also looks like the way that the text sometimes yeah but, but in before they landed the in the origin world marta learned how to yeah. pilot a helicopter while she was, while she was in yeah, down down a little into her mind <laughs> um they they, they, yeah. they bump into each other and like monitor and jonas turn to each other and jonas is just like i know kung fu and mark just like <laughs> Show, Show me. me. And they fight. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was a cut. That's another scene that they cut out because it was like, you yeah, know what? Pacing. This messes with the pacing yeah. of this episode if we have this this extended yeah. fight sequence between Jonas and Marta. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, what are your thoughts? Oh, what? Okay. So, where where up to now? We've sort of talked about the last scene a little bit. What do you think about the uh, the fact that such dramatic weight and such key points were put into the children or to the child and family of HG Townhouse, like Marek and Sonia and, and mm. baby Charlotte. Mm. What did you think? Like, did you feel like kinship with them characters straight away? Or did you feel like it was a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of risk having these sort of unknown characters so big at the end? It, well, it's one of those things that we, we, we've seen, obviously, you know, we, we've grown to love our, our time, time machine making clock man for a, a quite a long time. <laughs> But like getting, because we see obviously that him still again suffering with the loss of them, even like even though he had Charlotte, um, or the second Charlotte yeah, to yeah. sort of help him help him get over it. Get into that. So like second. you know, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Like and he like it ties it ties in very much to like the idea of like loss, grief, and how it can shape you, and like how it can lead you down these paths. So like it it was very it's. It's very interesting that like the resolution for the whole show is with these characters that we've never met before, but are deeply important to someone else at yeah. the same mm-hmm. time. So, yeah. and I would have loved to, I would have loved to have uh, maybe seen a little bit more of them at different points, like versions of them in like one of the other worlds that we could have explored a bit. But yeah, that's you know, actually it's actually are. interesting, you know, because. They did exist, yeah, obviously. They, exist. They, yeah. they did exist in the other worlds, and Pete and some, like not everyone, obviously, but some people forget that because we just never saw them. Like we saw the picture, and then H.G. Tanas that same day when they died got baby Charlotte because Charlotte and Elizabeth delivered her. Um, so we got that moment, but because we never physically saw them in those worlds, people sort of just think that they are origin world only, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's one of the, some of the few characters that die in like every timeline until the origin world is fixed mm-hmm. or corrected you know it's like that you know that's part of the reason that claudia is able to work out that there must be a timeline where regina lives where like she realizes that she doesn't survive in either timeline mm-hmm. um and thus tries to find a new world where she does exist and then i assume that she must have like traced it back as well trying to find like who who is uh, like because everyone there's a people alive in one timeline that are dead in other timelines and who have survived and such. So like she finds, she traces it back and finds people who are dead in all of the timelines and like works out and like work, like works her way back and realizes, ah, this is how the timelines got split. You know, this was the original time travel incident because he tried to go back and save them Mm -hmm. and caused all this, you know? Yeah. It's a shame as well, so, like, uh, Marek has some of the best hair in the business, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, um, and to, to, to only get that in the final episode is a real shame. Yeah. Well, you know, again, they were saving it for us, you know, they wanted that's to true. make sure, they didn't want to They didn't want to hit us with the best hair from the start, because yeah, otherwise, 
everyone else that came in, you know. Well, Bartos runs him close. Alt Bartos with his Patrick Bateman look. That's a that's a close run thing as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I I wrote down um, on on the rewatch of this episode that the alternative title should be Two Tickets to Paradise, uh, and it's starring Marek's Eddie Money tribute band uh, that he's clearly <laughs> in in the, in the Origin world, which is a joke that maybe two people will get in the <laughs> in the audience. I I I to be honest with you, we're going for best hair. Obviously, you know we're all fellas here, so we're sort of thinking about which fella. Yeah, my, I, I, I don't feel I don't feel equipped to judge. Yeah, women's well, my my well my best hair, and probably obvious why I'm saying this, maybe, but my my best hair in the show is uh is middle Claudia's hair, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, middle middle prime Claudia. Oh yeah, middle prime Claudia. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, just yeah, just like yeah, yeah. It's always fun when you're talk- when you're in these shows where you have to be like, oh no, which version of the character are we talking about? Yeah, here? yeah, like, yeah. Well, because middle yeah middle Claudia is either like the down grey hair or or mm. the big kind of bouffant um the like dyed red hair or yeah, I like a I like the red hair from the second season where, okay. where she's mm. like going she's traveling through time with the trench coat on and all. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think Claudia's got like d- she's got that kind of like. 80s powerful businesswoman thing going on which i can i can very much respect um are they are they you know they they prep you for that as well like they, they, they in many ways her rappelling into that cave in the first season in high heels <laughs> is them saying this is the character that's going to fix everything because look at what yeah. she can do <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah she's a she's literal superhero yeah and then yeah, yeah exactly oh. that like the other main characters like like Jonas and bartos like just can't even fight yeah, they just roll around on the ground for a little in, bit in the rain. Uh, like, yeah, I I love like because a lot of the fights in Dark are very realistic fights because like not in the sense that there's like a lot of blood and a lot of like 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 injury and stuff like that. More just in the sense that like if you're ever in a real fight, it's not very clean. It's not like very cool looking. You yeah. end up just like wrestling each other yeah. to like the ground, and you're like, both just like, em- embarrass yourselves. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then yeah. Pe- like people, when you're in a real fight, people don't wait for you to throw a punch to try and block it. It's literally just, yeah. it's just carnage. It is absolutely, yeah. and it, it doesn't look. It looks like even when you watch one, it looks slow. It looks like you're just literally like, like lying on each other. It just doesn't like. It's not cool. Like fighting <laughs> yeah. isn't yeah. cool. You know. Yeah, there's that episode of it. Oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Mac accidentally chokes himself out while he's fighting with Charlie on the ground, and that's that, and that's what like a real fight looks like in my experience. Yeah. <laughs> just like tussling until until one of you kind of gives up, <laughs> basically, yeah. or you just yeah, kind yeah. of separate in a huff. Exactly. Yeah. That's, it, that's it was one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments in like the first season, just watching those two idiots try yeah. and fight each other. Oh my god! That They're not even actually... fighting over the right version of Martyr either. That's the real challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Oh, well, Bar- yeah, I guess it's the right version for Bartos. That's but, what I'm uh, saying. Like Bartos, yeah. like like Jonas's deja vu of that prime Martyr based on his childhood vision is literally just cucked. Uh, what do you call it? Bartos? <laughs> <laughs> like to no end. To, yeah, like, just yeah, stop. Yeah, sorry, not cop, cop blocked. I should say. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 funny because like Bartos in every timeline just has a bad time. Like it just like he, he like we joke about him being a bit of a shithead in the first season, but like he's just constantly manipulated by people who are much smarter than him. Yeah. He just gets bullied by people. <laughs> His own he son. Never, his own, yeah. son. <laughs> his own son murders him on the like the orders of a man who he absolutely hates but can't get away from. Yep. And it's just like, oh, I just like by the end of it, I'm just like Bartos. I just, I had non-existence is almost better for Bartos. It's, why, it's exist- why I choose to believe that he does exist because I I, yeah. I like to think that. He he somehow found a way to exist in the in the prime world, but he yeah. but but nature has corrected itself and he is like bullied by someone else now, <laughs> like yeah. like 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 the 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 Jonas that will be born, which is something like we, we should get into. Killian. Oh, it could be Killian. Oh yes, yeah, Killian, maybe yeah. maybe Killian, or maybe um maybe um uh, what's his name? Old uh, Eric Obendorf steps into the breach. Yes. Killian's brother. <laughs> they're, they're the the Obendorf brothers. Yeah, the Obendorf bros. Now that <laughs> yeah, now yeah. that there's no one there to murder them, they run they run the school as as yeah. as, as, as as the alphas. They're like um, the McPoyles, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drinking milk. Alpha. Alpha Eric Beta Bartos. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, that that was something I w- I was going to ask. Um, uh, and, and it seems like we're getting towards the end of this episode now. So mm-hmm. here's here's a big question for you. Um, I I I will admit going into this that I'm coming into this with a loaded idea of what I think it means. Uh, Anthony okay. disagrees with me. So we see we see Charlotte get mentioned. 
in the in the prime world and we see we oh we we hear i should say we hear Jonas get mentioned what is your interpretation of these names coming up in the prime world when these characters yeah. genetically speaking can't possibly be the, the, if, the if we're leaving we genetics have. out of it conrad i do i think i agree with you yeah That's I, I think it's yeah. like a i think it's a more spiritual thing than a genetic thing and the idea that like they will exist in some form okay. you could read it in a very not to make a pun, but a dark way, which implies that, like, maybe everything's going to start happening again, like all the time travel shenanigans. But I, ter- I choose to read it as, like, new versions of these characters will exist in some way yeah. within the restored proper timeline. You okay. know, so, like, yeah, we're, we're instead of in this weird incestuous knot, like, where they can grow up and be semi-normal functioning people. So you think they, were, they, point... were, they won't look the same, though? No. They won't yeah, look, they'll, I be, think spiritually they'll be different there. people. Yeah, yeah, it's like there'll be new people, but there will be like some spark of them within these new people. Yeah, you know, like maybe the children will always have like a look in their eye. You know, like how um, some kids have like a very wise look to them. You know, they uh, they have, seem to have wisdom beyond their years. What, like the apparent, like, you know, appa- the apparently kid, apparently, yeah, no, kid. <laughs> apparently. No, apparently. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta link that to you after. There's a little, there's. there's... There's the apparently kid. Just type it in YouTube. Guys. <laughs> yeah, I won't do it now, but I'll I'll, I'll report back later, listeners, with my experience of this meme. Um, yeah, like I I think I think you're right. I think um it's it's interesting that not they... on the Char- not on the Charlotte one. Like Charlotte exists. The baby baby Charlotte, like the actual baby Charlotte that was in that car with Marek and Sonia, existed in the other two worlds. Yeah, I mm. think I think that the Charlotte who HG Tunhouse raised in those other two worlds being called charlotte was like a, tr- a wicked trick of time yeah I like those characters right. were created in the instant that he clicked the buttons yeah. so there yeah. so therefore it like sort of was a weird like wink at the camera by time by calling that character charlotte yeah. i think the Jonas yeah. one at the end um definitely is is kind of implying that, that uh, well it depends how you want to read the show you can say like maybe the soul of Jonas, or maybe the, even spiritually like the like he will exist in some way but it won't be the same person yeah, I'm happy with that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's but, just the yeah. writers allowing themselves some yeah. sentimentality at the end and being mm-hmm. like, listen, we love Jonas and Marta. They're kind of about in some way. Like, they're not completely yeah. gone, which I, I'm an old romantic. I need a little bit of happiness in my ending, yeah. even when it's a sad one. And I... I well, you can't deny, like, they, that's, like, the last thing that was uttered in the show was that she liked the name Jonas and then it went to the credits. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's... You can't deny that. But yeah. The, yeah. the creators want us to think of it in some way like that. Yeah. Right, okay, so last thing we were going to do is, Emmett, I wanted you just to very quickly run us through one or two of your theories that we haven't mentioned already. Like, we talked about the power plant, you, so it was kind of sort of a... Uh, kind of... I mean, the third world theory. On that one. Like, Emmett, uh, yeah. Emmett like, nailed the third world uh, yep. theory. So that was, a, that was definitely points for you, Emmett, there. Yep. Yes, I'm very I'm very proud about the third world theory. Was like, like, they have to, like, you know... Neither Adam or Eve can uh, work, uh, but like obviously because of the biblical names, it's like they have to create a new or in this uh, in this case restore the old world. You know, you know their sons begin the new sort of new timeline, so to speak. So I was very very happy that that panned out. You know, it's just like oh, I was just like yes, I'm correct. As the episode began and we were finding out about a third timeline, I'm like yes. If you go, uh, if you go back, Emmett, and watch season two, you know how Elizabeth is reading that big book with maps in it. Um, <laughs> in that big book with maps in it, that implausibly a... complicated book for like a ten-year-old to read. Yeah, she just yeah. She picked picked it up in HG's uh, room. Yeah. and was just reading it, and it actually had a picture of like a man on one side, a woman on the other, and they were blowing the two worlds into one world in the middle. That was in season two. Oh, that I I didn't notice that, or maybe I like subconsciously noticed that, and that's why I was thinking about like a third world. But yeah, no, I was very happy. That was my big theory that like neither uh, Adam or Eve's world could exist. It had to be a new timeline where things went differently. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to create. You know, they had to go a different route with it instead of either one of their plans. Yeah, I'm very happy with that one. I think it's it is um, laced throughout the show. I think that, that that's yeah. that's a really smart when you look back at like the imagery and um and the the way that they've kind of worked this idea of three worlds into mm. into the story it's really smart how they don't make it too obvious but the clues are there if you if you go yeah. back and check it out yeah three is def- definitely like the arc number like 33 it's the magic like, number these, like, yeah three is the magic number and it saves the time stream and no more no less because... i don't remember the rest no of more that no song. less <laughs> 
And I'm trying to think of any of the other uh, the theories that I had. Um, Claudia wanting to mm. fix things uh, from back in season one was a big theory that I had. Yeah. And I was right, but again, I was putting too much onus on the power plan. Too much onus, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> too much Bartos on the power plan. Um, where I was like focused too much on that. But like she did want to change the past to redeem herself. But it was not redeem herself when it came to the power plan. It was redeem herself when it came to her daughter and not being there for her daughter and her her daughter's passing. Mm. You know, so like you know, there there was a redemption there for Claudia, and that's why she wanted to do it. Um, and then like again, I I I'll give myself half points on the uh on the uh the power plant thing of like it was more of an incidental like non-existent situation yeah. rather than like it being integral it was more just like a side effect of everything i mean you know, it, it, it not ex- it not existing means that that cesium 137 isn't about so that is like mm. a huge thing but it wasn't what i think your theory was that that's what they were going to try and stop happening you know what yeah. i mean yeah because i was thinking about it too much in like the logistics of time travel rather than like the the personal journey aspect of it i was thinking too much in the sci-fi not enough in the in the character study the part drama, which i think yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like ultimately you can boil down dark to like it is a, a show about time travel, but it's more of a like a very strong character study for a lot of these people and how time travel influences their life, you know, and yeah, yeah. you know the how uh, like how it warps like the desire of wanting to save people into something much darker. Yeah, so, how they how know. they respond to adversity as well. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all I right. think those were my main theories. I think the rest of my theories were all just weird scattershot things. Comment if, if I forgot one of my theories that was completely wrong or completely uh, completely right. Uh, we, don't, you know, we, we, I, didn't, we did admit to the wrong ones. But yeah. uh, okay. all right, okay. Um, we thought we'll end now then uh, with our quiz. Dark quiz. I promised it, guys. I promised we were going to have it. Um, so it's going to be Emmett versus Conrad. Jesus. Um, so I'm nervous. Um, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous too. I don't. I don't want to get like uh, trounced, you know. We've only ever had one dark quiz on the uh, on the channel before, and that was in a dark discussions episode with my mother. I believe it might have been episode nine. I'm not sure exactly. Um, and she did much, much better than I thought she would. Um, I know there was questions of cheating involved. Um, yeah. <laughs> hopefully there'll be none of that today. Um, but uh, so uh, you've I got to hide my tabs very quickly. The, the independent this. adjudicators have arrived. They are just off screen, and they will ensure yep. no tomfoolery. Um, yeah. With IMDb. and I have to, I have to actually send this tape away before <laughs> I can publish it. Um, we're, we've we're, got, going, we're going to the world records for dark of most questions yeah. answered correctly. You know, yeah. Well, three would be the would be the record. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. First question. Okay, so, well, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna, it's going to be like sort of like a penalty shootout in football. Uh, so there's going to be like five questions each, one at a time, uh, and then uh, if there's a, if there's a draw at the end, then what we'll do is we'll have a sudden death shootout where one question each. If you get it right, and the other person gets it wrong, you win. Can, okay. can I? Can I? Uh, I don't want to mess up the format, but if if one person gets it wrong, it might be fun to see if the other not not for points, but just to see if the other person knows the answer. Okay. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I, I like the idea of there being no points. Just just as a, a chance, like, a, 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 like an, an opportunity for like rights. a little fr- a little flourish, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. a little flourish, just yeah. to see. Uh, okay. All right. Guys, also play at home. Play along at home. Let us know how many points. At home, you can do it out of 10. So tell us, tell us how much you got out of 10. See if you are more smarter than Emmett and I combined, which, uh, speaking for myself, is very possible. It's not I, a, I'm, I'm going to lean on the yes. Guys, it's not an intelligence test. It's a dark knowledge test. Difference between knowledge and intelligence. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so first question. I will give it to Emmett. Yes. First question. <laughs> <laughs> In the show, mm-hmm. okay, who took or who who lived in the uh, Tiedemann household? Which family lived in the Tiedemann household after the Tiedemanns left? The Tiedemann household. I'm trying to remember which one is the Tiedemann household. This is this is the level of questions here, guys. They're going to be difficult. Oh, so that's the that's the big sort of. So I'll help you out. It's the red brick building. Oh, uh, the one that uh, we see quite re- regularly. Yep. I'm getting mixed up. I think. Uh, is it the small one or the big one? 
Can't tell you. Oh, damn. So, uh, I think it is, uh, if I, I'm probably going to get the wrong, Nurse Agnes, the, the, uh, the tiny house, or am I getting mixed up? Getting mixed up. Incorrect. Ah, Conrad? Uh, it, it, the one that Regina turns into a hotel. Is that what we're talking about? Conrad gets it wrong as well. Uh, the Tiedemann you... the household, which Egon lives in in the 50s, was taken over by the Nielsen family. Oh, that house. Oh, sorry. Oh. I, was thinking, I was thinking of Do- the Burnt Doppler's house for some reason. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, There's Tied- so many houses. Tiedemann's never lived in that house. Mm. Um, although, Conrad, that was my next question for you, so I'll change it now. <laughs> uh, sorry. You just, <laughs> you just explained there. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. What year? Oh, this is bit. This could be quite easy. Okay. If I do, if I, if I get an easy one to Conrad, I will give you an easy one later on as well. Okay. Okay. What year did Hannah get pregnant by Egon in? Oh, that's a, mm, okay. So she goes back to fifty-three. But there's going to be at least nine months. Mm, no, no, not between the pregnancy. I, for some reason, I think it's fifty-five. But I don't. I I might have just made that up. Ah, uh-uh. fuck. Um. Uh, or you, do you know what I mean? Is it? Uh, is it fifty-three, fifty-four? Is it in that sort Gonna have to ask you for a single <laughs> yeah, come year on. there. Come on. <laughs> I'll go with fifty-three. I'll go with fifty-three. Uh-uh. It's actually uh, um, fifty-four uh, because. Uh, so I should have Con- Con- priced yeah. right, you. Conrad, I, when you're on f- the year fifty-three and you add nine months on, shouldn't have got you to fifty-five. Uh, well, no, but I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking of conce- like when the conception took place, rather than, oh, rather, yeah. rather than like. So I thought she was there for a while before she actually even conceived. Uh, well, that's what so I actually I know. I did mean the conception because she didn't actually give birth to the baby in fifty in the fifty. Yeah, that's she true. Moved, yeah. She, she moved to China, yeah. so maybe I worded that incorrectly. But yeah, but you're, you're right. I, you you thought of it the question in the same way I, I meant it. Like when did she get get pregnant by Egon? Yeah. Um. But okay, so the correct answer was fifty four. Is that actually? Uh, did they actually like say that date at some point? I'm trying to remember now. Like yeah. So basically, uh, in in the in first season when they go back to the fifties, it's fifty three. Yeah. In and the, then and that's that's November. Oh, and then so there's then, like in, another in the year sec- on. In the, yeah. the second season happens yeah. in June, nineteen fifty four. Yeah. And then the third season where she, she cuts. She, it's a reveal she's pregnant. Happens in September fifty four. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's a bad start. It's a bad start. There's, no, no, there's, there's no way around it. I am making these quite difficult. Let's be honest. Um, I will try and make them a little easier now, but I'll still keep them. <laughs> no, that's a good difficult. level. I think that's a good level. Okay, I th- I think that this one is gonna. This I think Conrad, you would get this one, but I'm not sure if Emmett will get it because he's only watched the show once and he binged it. So sure. this is hard for Emmett, possibly not for Conrad. So I'm gonna give you a hard one, Emmett. Okay. What is Ulrich's mother called? Uh, um, Jara, something like that. Emmett, I have to give you an apology. I have to come clean. I just put an X on the page. You got it right. I have to change it. It's a, it's a tick. Your head in your hands made me think you were wrong before, before you were. Yeah. Yana is correct. Well done. Yeah, oh. that's good. That's pulled. You pulled that one out. I saw. Yeah, I was, yeah oh. that was great, Conrad. I saw your face whenever I said the question. I think you knew exactly what I meant by it. it would have been easy for you, hard for hard for Emmett. Yeah, I I, um, I, yeah. I conducted a staunch anti Yana campaign with her like uh, attacking police officers and smoking in the police station. <laughs> so I, I I she's she's one of one of one of one of, one of my most hated characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's just she's just so aggressive, you know. Okay, uh, I always rem- I, very quickly. I always remember yeah. the the scene of just like um. At the at the funeral for Mads, just her like losing. Oh yeah, and, like, oh. her getting wine drunk and raging about her husband's affairs at the wake for, <laughs> for, her, yeah, or for so, Mads. Oh, it's, that's that's I think that's what cemented her name in my head. Yeah. Right. Oh. Okay. That was quite a hard one for Emma because he's only watched it once and binged it. Yeah. This is gonna hard. be an equal. I think this is an equally hard one for Conrad. Oh, fuck. Okay. Based on. Your knowledge of the show, okay? Okay. Bit of a strange way to approach a quiz, but still. Um, The question is, what is Katarina's father's name? Oh, you 
bastard. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Yeah. Same first letter as her mother's name. In fact, same first two letters as her mother's name. Yeah, H-E. What was her mother's name again? uh, Helena. Helena, yeah. Helen, yeah. Uh, Helen, sorry. I would have given to you after Helen. I'm just going to have to guess. I'm going to have to guess on this. I, I like I'm I'm caught between Herman and Herbert, and I feel like Herbert isn't a German-sounding name at all. But Herman like belies my like knowledge of Germany being rooted in like World War Two history. I think I'm gonna say Herman. I'm gonna say Herman because it sounds more German. But I don't. But I don't know honestly. Herman the German is correct. Yes! Well done. It would have been weird. Herbert does not sound like a German or Germanic sounding name at all. So I mean, I, I have to say, Emmett, are you okay with the the clue I gave there? Because you definitely wouldn't. Yep, no, wouldn't, totally. You wouldn't have no, got totally. that without the clue, Conrad. We can both agree. Yeah. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. I was like, well, I know his surname, but but I mean, I I just, I just know him as the Sheep Man in most, <laughs> most of the series. Yeah. yeah, he's actually the farmer in the first season. Uh, Emmett. Oh my god, I, I I completely forgot about that man's existence there uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. for a long time. Okay. All right. Here we go. Emmett. In that scene with the sheep man. I'm, I'm just going, mm-hmm. go, I'm going to follow the, the trend here. Yep. Yeah. How many sheep were dead? Oh, 33. Oh! That was a gimme. That was an absolute yeah. gimme. That one. Okay, I'll, I'm going to give, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'll go, I'll, oh, like that. outrageous. That's, that's outra- get VAR <laughs> on that one. That was. Injudicators, <laughs> injudicators. <laughs> Right, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to give you a gimme now, Conrad, as well. And the okay. funny thing is, this isn't a gimme in, at all for most people, but it yeah. is a gimme for you, I'm pretty sure. Well, you set me up set me up to fail here, but let's see. <laughs> in episode two of season one, <laughs> yeah. what's the num- what, what, what number is the hotel room that the stranger checks into? Um, oh, actually, that, I can't remember if it's the one letter <gasps> or the two letters here. Hmm... I'd say eight, but it might be eighty-eight. I can't remember. Is it eighty-eight? It's eight. It's oh, eight. eight. You've okay. got it. You've okay. got it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I thought it was one hundred eight for a second there. I was like, Meh. no, it's definitely Co- an eight in it because I was like, oh, infinity symbol in, <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. That, uh, in that second episode. Isn't isn't uh, one hundred eight the um? Isn't one hundred eight that what the numbers add up to in Lost? Yeah, Possibly. it is. You have to ask someone. Okay, yeah. Hundred eight, hundred eight minutes every t- every hundred eight. Have to click the button. Uh, Conrad, you haven't seen you haven't seen uh, that. Conrad's only seen season one of Lost Guys. I've been trying to convince him to do uh, that on After Life podcast, but it would take about four years. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. and, I, and I would hate most of it as well. As well <laughs> yeah, it would have to be like a five episode a week sort of thing, yeah. which is a lot to ask. Um, yeah. All right, okay. Next question for Emmett. All right. So what's that? Two two. Two, okay, two, we're two, doing two. all right. We're doing all right. We're, no, no, we're, we haven't embarrassed ourselves. We haven't embarrassed. It's better ourselves. than the start. The start yeah. was. I was worried great. after that first question. I was like, "Oh fuck, this yeah. is going to be. We're going okay. to lose subscribers over this guy. <laughs> <laughs> they right. come to yeah. us because we're 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 reputable sources of knowledge." For <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Emmett. Question for you. This is going to be quite difficult, I think. I keep. I don't know. I keep. I, I'm just sort of asking for your apologies here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Question. On Mads Nielsen's gravestone, what year does it say? Oh, leading. What year does it say he was he died in? Or what? Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, that is tough. I need to count back. So uh, I will. I'm not going to give you a hint, but I will say, Emmett. Yeah. The wording of that question was very leading, which it 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 was very. Oh. It was very leading. It doesn't list. Uh, I'm, I am gonna. Answer. I'm gonna ask you for exactly what it has, but yeah. I, but I but I but I'm just gonna let you know it was very leading. I think Conrad would agree there. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I'll I'll say it. Uh, <laughs> part. Uh, this is a joke answer. Don't actually take it. I I like the idea of it just being question marks. Um. Or instead of anything. Um. Where it's like. Nah, I, I think, yeah. um, He's the Riddler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unknown. Does it say unknown? Un- oh, incorrect. No. Oh. Conrad, what does it say? It's an infinity symbol. Yeah. Oh. Which is a very, a very kind of. I don't know how I'd describe that. Like when you're when you're commissioning your son's headstone, 
to be like, mm. we'll put an infinity there. <laughs> like yeah. it seems, oh, it seems like an odd choice from a personal standpoint <laughs> to yeah. be like. I think I would just, I think I would just leave it blank. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, you can like figure it out at a later stage. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Or or like yeah. Or just like right when they died, saying, uh, "If Egon Tiedemann got off his fucking ass, maybe we would know." <laughs> yeah. If you can find uh, the damn body. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rather than listening to show tunes in his shitty car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, we, we get it. Your wife left you for another woman. It's like, get over yourself, yeah. man. It happened. In, it happened in the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is a question for you, Conrad. Okay. All right. Egon becomes familiar with a smash hit of the nineteen eighties by which band? Oh, that's you've confused me with that now because I'm like. Okay, so okay, so, so it's not a smash hit. He 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 he's recommended uh uh a band by Ulrich Nielsen. What band is it? Oh fuck. Okay, yeah. It's it, it I mean it's it's a metal band, so there's obvious like it that kind of really narrows it down to being like well it's going to be like some kind of verb. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like it's mm it's not this, but it's it's something like Destroyer or Cremator or oh, I might I uh, you know what I think it's is it Creator with a K? Is that final answer? Yeah, I think it's Creator with a K and an O. Correct. Well done. Yeah, there we go. That's that. I think that, yeah, whoever met, recommend like someone when we first mentioned that someone gave that us that name in the comments. So whoever that person is, give yourself a pat on the back because that's what's just saved me a point there. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that at all. I'm terrible with bad names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think um, it's interesting to me um, that you, your thought process there, Conrad, because you were thinking like Destroyer, and then you were like, hang yeah. on, not Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> Creator. <The opposite. laughs> it all I, makes I sense. Say, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something like Rotted Corpse or something. Yeah. I was going to just say like a yeah. I mean, it, could, it probably could have been Cannibal Corpse. I think they were around yeah. in the 80s. So, you know, maybe that was on Ulrich's other LP. Yeah. Big rock guy, metal, you know. So I will let you know, Emmett, that Conrad is now on three. So if you do not get mm. this question right, he wins. Okay. okay. So pressure's on. High pressure situation. On. Very high pressure situation. I'm terrible in them, but let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Very high pressure here. Um, don't judge them, guys. It is. It is a high pressure. Everyone on the best movie podcast ever, you know how much pressure I'm under in that show. Yeah. So. All right. I'm just sweating already. It's a crucible. Like the, you know. <laughs> okay. I was tempted just to say, what color is Eunice's coat? Uh, <laughs> uh, which one, okay. though? Which okay. part of the timeline are we talking about? He has so many great coats. All right. In the classic dinking, backy, whatever you want to call it, scene where uh, Bartos and Marta are on a bike, mm-hmm. who's pedaling? The the bike, as in, who's pedaling the bike? <laughs> I feel like this is a this is a trick question. Uh, you know how they're both on a bike at some point. Yeah, like, are we talking about the time that they're on a bike in the third season, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's pedaling? Who's yeah. who's pedaling the bike? I f- oh, I feel like this is a trick question, but it- Bartos. <laughs> it's not a trick question, no. you- but you've got it. But, oh, okay, I thought like because I was trying to think back. I was just laughing was at the like... ridiculousness of that question. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to, I was, I was, like, I was, I was trying like... to find one that sounded complicated but was easy. You know? Yeah, I was because th- no, I like the way because it s- seemed so easy. I was like, was somehow Marta, despite being on the back of the bike, like pedaling yeah. while like Bartos just had his yeah, legs. He's got one up, of those or... like extended bikes with two sets of pedals on it, and she was they were, they, they, the real answer was they were both pedaling at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was like because it was so simple. I was like, what? Uh, what's the trap here? You know? Yeah. No, I I was trying to make it simple, but also make it sound like it wasn't simple. Um, and oh. you, you you've you've fulfilled that for me, Emmett. There, thanks. So thanks. Um, you okay. Give me a heart attack. Last question. Up. If Conrad gets this one, he wins. Oh, I can feel the pressure already. Okay. Ah, oh, God. Okay. I'm just trying to think. I had a question in mind, but I think it's a bit too easy now for for, for the level of uh, pressure on this question. So I need to think of a more difficult one, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, okay. Jonas's 
father's sister's alt version son yeah. is called what? Um. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they don't have a name. Gary or the unknown. <sighs> He's done it. He's won. I had to close well my done. eyes when you were saying that because I was like, hold on, yeah. let me follow yeah. the family tree with my eyes. I was yeah. ho- I was hoping to lose you. I, I was going to go further with it. But I, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, one more and oh. I would have lost that. I was like, hold on, where are yeah. we going here? Okay, we're at Marta. <laughs> <laughs> then a cro- little leap across the timelines into the old <laughs> world. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, so Jonas's dad's sister's Alt sons. Son. Alt version, sons, son. That yeah, yeah. that would have yeah. oh well yeah, sons, sons, supposed daughter. <laughs> like to yeah. get to Regina, I would have been like oh, fuck, yeah. I'm lost. I'm oh no, I would I would have loved to go actually what I should have done is went Jonas's dad's oh, you could have gone all the sister's way. Old ver- <laughs> all the way back to Jonas. <laughs> yeah, gone all the yeah. way back to that would have been genius. If you could have pulled that one out on the fly, yeah. we would have awarded you the prize for best dark YouTuber here and here and now. Yeah. All right, let's do it again, and we'll just edit it. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go, Emmett. Thank a you very much. A good competition, a spirited defence, yeah. Emmett. You've done yourself proud there, I think. Oh yeah. Thank you very much. Four to three. And, uh, Conrad, four to three is good. Four to three is good. Congratulations, you are the dark master. Hello. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he's he's the master. Uh, right, uh, Emmett. I just want to say a big, big thank you for joining us for this last four weeks on the After Dark podcast. It's yeah. been fa- absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm sure, guys, you'll obviously see Emmett popping up on the channel all over the place. We're currently finishing off Sisyphus. After that, I'm sure we'll get back to sort of some of our what's news and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure he'll pop up on the best movie podcast ever again at some point. Um, yeah. And yeah, so plenty more to come from Emmett. Uh, Emmett, have you enjoyed your little visit here? Yes, I've I've enjoyed being not just a part of um, watching Dark, but just being a part of this After Dark podcast. And thanks for having me. Yeah, 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 thanks very much, Evan. Definitely not the last time you'll see all three of us uh, chatting away. uh, That's for sure. Um, Mm. All right, guys. Next week, uh, Conrad and I are starting our journey through Westworld. (laughs) Now, I have no idea when season four of Westworld's coming out, but are we timing it well? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. We we want. We want to talk about some robot cowboys, and gosh darn, we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're starting that next week, um, and we're really looking forward to it. So, join us, join us for that. Thanks very much for everyone who uh, who's listening and like the video if you if you did like it. If you didn't like it, give it a dislike. Engagement, guys, it doesn't Ooh. matter if you like it or dislike it. Um, and yeah, subscribe to the channel on audio apps as well. You can find us. We're called the Afterlife Podcast there. But apart from that, we're going to see you later. I think. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.